there's like an a real pleasure of like sleeping under the stars in Wyoming most of the time. There's no chance of rain. There's very few clouds. The stars are so incredible. And like I have 14 years as an adult of like laying under the stars with my best friends and like talking until you fall asleep and then having to wake up super early because there's a kid standing over your face. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, okay. We're waking up to the beach boys. What's going on, everybody? Oh, uh, hey. I'm back. <laughs> Welcome to Dear Lander, a purely Lan Diego podcast. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Jordan. I'm Amara. And today, we have a very special few guests ah! that I've been very excited to have. Um, yes. So cute. <laughs> Lexi, Fidelli, and Bridger, and Mac Manlin. Woo! Yeah. Y'all, this is our camp episode. Specifically, this is a Sinks Canyon Camp episode. How are y'all doing? Good. It's yeah. hot. It's it really is. hot. How long have you been in Lander this last amount of time? This last week. stint. One week, yeah. roughly. Have you guys been climbing? Once. How'd it go? I wish I would climb more. <laughs> Where'd you guys go? Where did you climb? Yeah, we went to Wild Iris with some friends. All right. Yeah. I've never climbed there or anywhere in this place, but <laughs> I do know it's good. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. What about you? You've been here uh, about a month, and I actually leave tomorrow, so I just came home for just... Dang. Yeah. What? Yes. Literally this is like episode. exactly yeah. the right time. <laughs> Perfect time. I'm so glad. Yeah, so do you guys want to kind of talk about how you all know each other and, like, your experience together growing up in Lander? Wonderful start. Well, sure. I've known Bridger since I was born, because <laughs> he's my older brother, um, and then I met Jordan at camp, or something. <laughs> I've just known I think so. I'm trying to think of what it was. What was, like, what's the plaque? Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, I knew Mac forever. Well, my forever. 10 minus years of my forever. Uh, I met Jordan, who knows when, really? Children in Lander, that's the way it works, but... I remember him being a junior counselor at camp, and then we worked together at camp for a while. Then we were friends. And I met Lexi in Madison, and she was kind enough to come and visit and get thrown into camp for a week as a counselor, and she had the best group of kids that week, and that was great. Who were you covering for, Lexi? I can't remember. Was it... Someone was not able to work, like, last minute. I found out, like, Sunday night. Yeah, so I went out Sunday oh. night did not know what I was getting into. So I had been to one campfire. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So cool. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Shows us not actually that, that hard. You know. <laughs> you know. Being a counselor, anyone can do it. Oh, it's so fun. It's truly the best job. So no, can you guys talk about growing up in did you guys both grow up here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Will you talk about your experience growing up in Lander and what it was like? Sure. I haven't thought about growing up in a long time. Uh, highlights of growing up here. I got to ride my bike all over without my parents saying, don't cross the highway or something. Uh, got to walk to school every day. As a child, I thought I had to walk to school every day as opposed to get to walk to school. (laughs) Now I get to walk to school and that's great. I would fish a lot, never climbed, went to camp every summer that I could, 21 years. Yeah. Lander's just like a great place to be a kid. I'm sensing a kindred spirit between you and I about camp because I'm like, I went to camp and then I was there for a really long time. Like, I went as as often as they would allow me to go. Similar to Jordan, there was like a head junior counselor that's a made-up position, except it's not a made-up position. We just, when someone's awesome, we say like, hey, we actually want you to come more often, so you're going to be the head junior counselor. <laughs> and then you're just allowed to come... All the time. All the time. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So. Yeah. When was your first year at camp? And how long were you at camp until you stopped going to camp? I think I was at camp first in 1997 as a dandelion. That's <gasps> <It's> so cute. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> With Macy, uh, who was great. And I stopped in 2018. So how old were you when you were a dandelion? Seven. Seven. Seven is when everybody starts. Or maybe eight. Yeah. What about you? Tell us about growing up in Lander. Um, I have a bit of a different experience just because, like, I was growing up as like a gay kid in Wyoming, which is always a little bit difficult. 
Um, but I really liked growing up here. And like, I have a lot of friends now who grew up in like really big cities. And I'm like, our lives are so different. And I'm glad that I didn't grow up in a city because I just like have a lot of knowledge about stuff that you don't learn unless you're immersed in it. So, like how to interact with the environment and like stuff like that. And like how to be like a conscientious neighbor. Cause here it's like, everyone helps out. Um, and then same thing. I don't actually remember my first group name at camp, but I started in 2007 probably. And then I went for 11 years and 2018 was my last year too. That's awesome. Do you find um, interacting with your friends in the big city that they don't know how to entertain themselves? Like when they just have downtime, like they don't, they don't know what to do with themselves. And you're like, I can make something out of nothing. Cause I felt like that when I went to a city, I was like, well, you just, yeah, it's a lot of just like sitting around on our phones. And then this year during quarantine, me and my housemate were like, we should just like start playing games. We like got a basketball, a soccer ball. We would play kickball with our friends as much as possible. And it was just like, it's like, I don't want to just sit around and look at a screen. Like, let's just go play a game. And that's always fun. But cool. yeah, it's a lot. They're like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, well, let's just do something. Like get out and do something. There's not a lot of places that when you're bored, you can just like five minutes away, go do just about anything. Cities are sort of, a lot of people from cities would say the opposite. They'd say like, oh, a city is great. You can do anything within five minutes. But I don't think that's quite true. I did not find that to be my experience at all. I mean, like, there was a lot of stuff to do, but it took a long time to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And money. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just thinking, like, no, it always took me at least a half an hour to get anywhere. Yeah. You know? That is the beauty of Flander, is the ease. Yeah, that was my... My experience moving to Austin was kind of like, oh, the, these people uh, place importance on different things than I do. Their interests are different. And thus, like, growing up, if I did grow up in Austin, Texas, perhaps, like, my interests might be more similarly aligned with, with theirs, you know? Um, but they're like, we're going on a hike. You want to go for a hike? And it's like, I'm... I'd be kind of bored, you know? Like, like I, I did not have a yeah. ton of fun on hikes yet. Um, but in other respects, obviously a city like, like Austin, for instance, has tacos. Um, oh my gosh. Like just the food is, is insane. And Jordan, what was that place that you took me to, to eat the best tacos I've ever had? I took you to the, uh, La Mexicana market off Stasny. I dream about those tacos every day of my life. Every day, you guys. And it's like, I mean, you can go to a gas station taco truck and have some tacos that just, like, lift you off your feet. Like, every... They should drive that truck to Lander. They yeah. should. <laughs> they the should. Truck should live in Lander. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, I guess, if I want to circle back to, like, camp stuff and my first memories at camp and how I know these individuals and why these individuals mean so much to me and why camp means so much to me and why camps mean so much to everybody in Lander, I feel. Um, ooh, okay, how do I follow up? I was going to say that's... <laughs> that's a lot. That's a... It's well said and also heavy. I and think, we're ready for it. Yeah. yeah. I think my first year at Sinks Canyon Camp was 2003, and I was a deer devil. Um, With who? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think it was Megan. I think Megan was my first counselor. Classic Dawson situation. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then at Sinks Canyon Camp, you were a camper for um, three or four years, correct? Correct. And then you have a chance to become a junior counselor. And by the time I was old enough to be a, a JC, you always... or There's, there's always a, a counselor that you kind of gravitate towards, that you kind of want to be with. And that person for me was very much Bridger. Um, Bridger was like, I wanted to be on Bridger's team all the time, every time. And uh, so I tried very hard to like be on, on Bridger's team, I think. Um, but we we like got along and... And I think, was it the ball and beavers? Is that like... We did. So okay. you and I were uh, Arrowhead Archers. Before we were ball and beavers cool. in 08. Okay, can I pause you just for a second? Because you also picked the beavers <laughs> when you were in my oh camp. Oh my gosh, yes. Council. <laughs> what is it about Stupid beavers? alliteration. The layers! The layers! 
I don't know what it is about. No, I don't even know what it is about beavers. (laughs) (laughs) What is it ever about beavers? (laughs) Yeah, do we even know, really? Oh, there's so many jokes I could make right now, but I'm just gonna... I'm gonna calm it down. We're at camp Continue. Right now. We're at camp. <laughs> if you're a JC, sometimes you get the opportunity to transition as a counselor and then get paid to be there. And then you, um, I don't know, get get to be part of like the Sinks Canyon camp uh, story in a, in a bigger way, or at least it felt that way for me. Um, and so I kind of moved into that counselor position and simultaneously, Bridger was the director. Um, which means like Bridger was in charge of Sinks Canyon. Let's Canada. say transitioned into being a director. Cause that, you know, it's similar that like not everyone, everyone wants to do it. Not everyone gets to do it. It's sort of an honor, but also you, it's not like you start out as being like a great counselor and you definitely don't start out as being like a great director. It's hard. It's hard. It's like stepping into a role that you've looked at for sometimes many years. Yeah. And there's like a lot of things that you hope for. You don't always get some of them, but also some of them are like things that you get to do that you'd never thought about. So that's kind of like my camp story and how things like were passed down, I guess, to me. And then obviously Mac and Madison and all of these other really fantastic people move from like being a camper to a JC to finally a counselor. And, uh, oh, well, I guess one thing I kind of want to talk about. Could y'all explain, uh, what's, what's, where Sinks Canyon Camp is and what's in the hut and why is that special, I guess? I was just talking at your turn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in the green hut in the canyon. Very important that it's after the cattle guard and everyone does thumbs on it. It's Which is something else I want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like, I remember being a little kid and thinking it was the longest hike ever to get to the hut and being like, this sucks, I don't want to do this. And then at the end of the week, I'm like, it's so short, it's fine. And now it's so short. And in the hut, there's all the, just like the history of camp is just like on the walls, literally, because all the plaques of like previous groups and like years and kids who are in those groups with their counselors and everything, just like all around surrounding like the whole thing and i don't know what they're gonna do when the walls fill up but and they're like on the ceilings so why do you guys make plaques like what is the what is the history behind that because i do love going in there and looking at them but i have no context at all for any of this so good question yeah good question i would say like why does any esoteric (laughs) thing happen Partially so that people in the future get to sit around and do this, right? You get to say like, oh, I remember that one. It's like a walk down memory lane kind of thing. But also part of it is just the tradition of it. You start out as a camper and you walk in the hut and it's your first time and there's all this kind of literal crap on the wall. (laughs) But you learn that it's not actually crap. It's like the history of camp and you're, you're looking at it and you're wondering like, oh, here Macy is my counselor, but here is Macy as like a child on the wall. And I hope someday like this is my first plaque. And then 21 years later, I'm a director and it's like, oh, I remember there is my first plaque. (laughs) Yeah. And what do you put like, are there guidelines for what you put on these plaques? Like, does every single camper make their own or do you make it as a team? Like, Yeah, the three rules. When you're a counselor and you tell your group to make the plaque for that week, each kid draws their own design. And then it's sort of like a democratic process with someone under the table nudging by the counselor. But <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's three rules as a counselor that you say. You say like the plaque has to include the name of our group it has to include the, the year that we are in, and it has to include uh, everyone in the group's name. And then outside of that, does it need a picture? No. Sometimes they don't have a picture. Um, does it really need like any specific colors or the door is open and it's fun to walk in and see the, the different ways that that goes. There are some that have like foil, and there are plaques. Rocks. Uh, <laughs> what? Sorry, rocks. Oh, yes, rocks. There's one that has a cow pie glued to it. Um, That's amazing. Creepy cow pies. <laughs> you know, my placology. Uh, yeah, no. There's a, there's a pop quiz at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess to kind of maybe like piggyback off what y'all have said. It's cool for me personally, because kind of like talking about that transition from camper and 
I mean, just even as a kid, you have these memories at camp. And that's why camp is like to preserve memories and have campers especially have memories at Sinks Canyon Camp is like why personally I do it, you know, because that's like the coolest thing. But at Sinks Canyon Camp, you can like physically point to your lineage in camp kind of like in 2003. Yes, I was a deer devil and I was also a dirty sock. And I was also a big fat beaver. There's a beaver again. Um, and, and it's your autograph on the plaque. So you like, you remember standing there and signing it and then it's put on the wall. And then you go back next year and it's like, oh, my autograph's on the wall. There's like an amount of like wonder when you walk in the room of like, there's literally probably 10,000 signatures on the wall here. Maybe not that many, but like at least 2,000 signatures on the wall. And each one of those is like a kid who is a camp at some point. And, and, and then with the counselor plaques, because the counselor team will make one for the whole summer. And it's just like all of the jokes of camp that's like immortalized on the wall. And it's like you bring the same jokes every year. And it's some of it's like funny things kids have said. Other things it's like funny things Jordan said. Like, I don't know when you started doing it, but people would sneeze and you'd be like, bless up. And then I still do that sometimes. <laughs> it's like, I learned that at camp and it's on the wall. There are people immortalized on those counselor plaques that are now adults that have no idea that there's like a joke <laughs> pertaining to them on the wall that has existed for years 20 That's years so like, yeah. Yeah. yeah and there are now parents that have their kids go to camp and they're mm-hmm. like look i'm on this plaque i was a gold nugget in 87 or something yeah and now their That's kid so goes fun. to sinks canyon camp yeah so it's very like ingrained in lander's culture i mean from what i'm gathering is it's like many years of the same and then multi-generational as well which is really cool and how do you think that affects our lander community we're a biased group in this situation (laughs) because in my mind i think like oh i remember being a kid and like everyone went to camp and then you realize like that's not the case not every kid goes to camp for whatever reason but you like to think that all of your friends were at camp and then you know, you leave the school year and you have a month off and then you go to camp and you see them for a week and then you have a month off and then you go back to school and you see them and you have these great stories. And that just like makes Lander like a place where uh, you're never, for better or worse, you never go to the grocery store and you don't know anyone, right? Like you get to see people all the time and that includes camp and you have these like shared stories and pretty infamous stories of like things that happened to that one kid and it's like, oh my God that kid is right in front of me in line and like, yeah. It's a connective tissue for everyone. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question. Actually, it's two, technically. But I want to know what each of your favorite group was that you've ever been a part of and what your favorite plaque was that you ever made. I don't remember all the groups I was in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the one, like the one group that I remember, it's like my first year of having like formative memories as a child. I was a monstrous mushroom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that plaque, I think Griffin Lehman drew that plaque oh, or like one of the junior Griff. counselors who's like so cool and I like idolized as a kid and they drew the plaque and I was like this is like the best plaque that has ever been created and will ever be created so that's I guess both of mine because that's the only group I remember also let's just take a minute and say hey Griffin hey Griffin shouts to Griff you're the coolest we love you I think I was the counselor for that group Probably. and I think it was Griffin and Kyle Lehman were the junior counselors which is like just awesome. Sibling group, sibling group. Very cool. Probably my favorite plaque that I ever made would be one of the counselor plaques. And I don't even think I can narrow it down. But it's just like the, the process of creating a counselor plaque is like it's the last overnight of the year. And you're sitting down as the four counselors and the director. And you get to like reminisce about the last four weeks and say like what were the most fun things we did? What are the stories that kind of like bubble to the surface? And then how do we put them onto a piece of wood to hang on the wall? So that's fun. Just as a process, that's very fun. What was the first, or sorry, what was Your my favorite, favorite group? group? Yeah. I know it's such I a know, hard question. Really We've been so in it for so long. I don't know that I can pick a favorite group um, other than, actually, I, I know what my favorite group was. My favorite group was when I was a director. So I don't even get to say that like I had a part in any of the plaques. But my favorite group was my, I think it was either second or third week the first year as I was a, when I was a director because there was a forest fire in the camp. And we had to like, you go from this heavily tradition 
driven, like the schedule has been the same for 15 years. And then Sinks Canyon's on fire. We can't go to the hut. What do we do for a week without the space that we've done everything for years? And so to me, that was very special to be like, okay, we need to come up with a plan. The five of us are, we're going to sit down and we're going to come up with like, what are the fun things that are safe for kids to go and do? And not the same, but like enough. And so that was a fun group to be a part of, to just what did you guys try to do? make that happen. I'm so curious. I'm like, what did you guys do? And it's funny that I describe it as like, we're trying to like make it safe for a group of 50 children. Because one of the things we did is like on Tuesday, you swim in the river, but we can't go swim in the river in Sinks Canyon because it's on fire. And anywhere below Sinks Canyon, the river's too low to swim in. So what are we going to do? Okay, I guess we're going to go to the South Fork, which is in Red Canyon because there's more water. But then when we're there, we find like six rattlesnakes because it's Red Canyon. And we have these 50 children running around. It's like, (laughs) this actually isn't really safe at all. And now we have to put everyone in like a tiny tiny little bubble and make sure that no one's running through the grass on their own. Yeah. We did that. We went hiking at the bus on Slick Rock and like played a bunch of games and all those hollows and South Pass. What else? Oh, we went to South Pass. We went to Louis Lake on the bus, the Wilson farm, which is just South of Lander. They were super kind. And I called them, can we set up these teepees in your pasture? And they have like, they have their fields and then at the bottom of their fields, a little hollow surrounded by trees. And so we set up all the teepees in these trees and we had a campfire and invited parents to come out. And it was a a fun way to like keep the campfire tradition in a place that was totally different. That was not fire filled. Right. (laughs) Necessarily. Yeah. It was a strange week. Yeah. So. Good problem solving though. Yeah. Sorry. Oh no, I was just going to, I was going to ask, um... What does the camp schedule look like? I guess just for our listeners that might not totally know how camp uh, was set up, I guess. Yeah, so it's like almost every, so Monday to Wednesday, it's like eight to five, and you your kid like kids are dropped off at the parks building in City Park, and on Monday you show up and like the director, which for so much time was Bridger, just like calls out kids' names, like sends them to a corner that one of the counselors is at, and the counselors have picked the like group that they want like your group is the same like throughout the week and the counselor always asks the kid like do you have everything you need today and so that way we're still in town and if they don't we can get stuff um and on monday you go up to the hut and um bridger or the director takes all the campers down to the campfire and like goes over rules and stuff while um the jc's and counselors talk about what do we do we get things we like cut strings for I would fart around. Just like it's get stuff ready for the kids, like get their cups all set up and then on Monday you pick your group name and it's like the kids come up with a big long list and then through a mostly democratic process you pick your name for your um, group. Um, but it's mostly voting on names and then like every day you hike to a different spot for lunch that the counselors just like pick where to go. Um Round. Just like play games, round robin, crafts and fishing, fishing. gold panning, yeah. orienteering. Yeah. Some years it was tie dye. Some years it's cooking food outside on a campfire. <laughs> okay, tie dye. Yeah. S- since what we mess. mentioned, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but wait, but then on, on Thursday you go up to the falls and it's like a whole day at the falls with everyone. Counselors cook dinner for all the all the youths. Um, Use! And then parents come up for campfire, which is always just so special. And then it's the overnight. And then Friday morning, it's pancakes that the counselors have made. And then we're back at the parks building at noon. So this is like the round robin activities. And obviously, like, yeah, something like the tie dyeing. And then I remember... uh, Geology rocks. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. Way back. (laughs) I remember, like, the shark game. And I remember the little beads that you could make a necklace with. And this one time I dropped like all of the beads and these are like microscopic <laughs> and they went everywhere. Jordan really was the dream camper. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we'll have to get into some of the. <laughs> so, so these, these round robin activities, one thing that is like also purely Sinks Canyon camp that I kind of wanted to ask y'all about and bring up is the way that um, camp does orienteering and the story of Nugget Ned. Because what is Nugget Net. You want to hear I'm the story so of Nugget Net? I hear it. I do want to hear it. I well, I mostly want Bridger to tell me 
the story of Nugget Ned because we'll do the heavily <laughs> shortened version because I don't want to take everyone's time. Obviously true story of Nugget Ned <laughs> in early 19th century Lander. Uh, he and his partner Nelly. No, Nelly's no, the horse. horse. <laughs> I mean, you could be a partner with What's your horse. Ned and his partner's name, who Miss Nugget, lived in a hut. Not not our hut, but lived in a hut in Sinks Canyon. And he was a gold prospector, and he kept his gold in a trunk in their hut. And he would ride his horse, Nelly, into town and sell his gold. And yeah, and he lived in the canyon. And and the the way the story goes is that at some point in his tenure in the canyon, he was robbed. Some horse riding thieves came into the canyon and rude stole his gold. Um, (laughs) Not chill. Not Not chill. chill. And he decided like, well, that's never going to happen again. I'm going to hide my gold in stashes around the canyon. And I'm going to create these treasure maps to find my stashes. Um, So he and his partner go and do this. And they continue living lives and finding gold and creating these like easily strung together gold beads. So that they can be tied together and hidden in stashes. And this happens for a number of time or a number of years. And then the way the story goes, unfortunately and sadly and somewhat traumatically, is that he is off doing something for the day and his partner and his horse are at his cabin. How is his horse there if he's like off? I don't know. She's in town and he's at the house and... No, no, no. He's in town and she's... This is what's so cool. (laughs) And and the, the thieves show up again because they've spent all their gold or whatever and they're very upset because there's not just a treasure chest full of gold in the hut anymore. And and maybe you're right. I don't know if it's him or her who's in the cabin. One of them is in the cabin and one isn't. And the thieves get really pissed off and they burn the cabin down is the way it it works. And and unfortunately, one of them, I think it's him, burns up in the cabin. But the chest, which strategically, this chest has like old burn marks on it. Because it was burned in this fire, Uh obviously, is pulled from the rubble of this cabin and it has like the first pieces of the treasure chest okay so two parts is that the treasure chest now goes to oh, the map the treasure map yeah the map to go find the gold yeah so the treasure chest goes to a museum in lander and is like held in safekeeping and nugget ned unfortunately has passed away in this fire and so his ashes are buried under a very specific rock and that's where all it's the rock that he loved and so all of the maps start from this rock which is Nugget Ned's grave. And then historical lander museums, whatever, uh, preserve the map pieces in this chest. And when Sinks Canyon Camp starts, they gift the chest back to camp. And then we are trying to seek out his gold by following these maps. That's the story of Nugget Ned. That's a wonderful story. And I feel like Nugget Ned is actually Ron Swanson. Just throwing it out there. Uh, living in a cabin in the woods, burying his gold everywhere. Pretty sure Nugget Ned is Ron Not Swanson. Not using the bank. Not using the bank. Yeah. You know? Yeah, or he maybe he's actually a vampire. <gasps> okay, that's the last <laughs> And twist! <laughs> The stories can get a spiral down into a conspiracy theory. So when, when does uh, Nugget Ned make his appearance, like his story make his appearance at camp? Is this like how you guys start? That's how orienteering. Orienteering starts, okay. For an afternoon, each group has their orienteering time and you're told the story and you, the, you have the map and you have compasses and instructions to go find the gold and you, you spend half an hour or 45 minutes place to place to place yeah and this is like the perfect example of a part of camp like i'm sure there are, there are tons of camps that do orienteering and probably tons of camps that have their own orienteering story but it's like this is a very like specific sinks canyon camp story that either barbara mack or lucy Cohn created this story as the first and second director and then it just like has stayed that and at some point when my first year as a director I made it my goal to like write everything I knew in a notebook, basically to like pass on 
But who knows what the original Nugget story is, right? Like this, yeah. I heard that story four times as a counselor. And then I heard it probably 10 times as a junior counselor. And then I told it six years as a counselor. How long, you know, how much does something change in that amount of time? And the version in this notebook is just the one that I wrote down. Who knows if it's even... Who knows if it's even true, right? We'll have to. So Joe <laughs> went to Sings Canyon Camp with Lucy Cohn. Sweet. So we'll have to see if he remembers yeah. the Nugget Ned story and if it's a little different or not. I would. I will take this opportunity to say that there's not much more I would love in life other than my wife <laughs> than to <laughs> receive emails with people's Nugget Ned story as they remember it throughout time. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, would you like yeah DM us. Oh, so say. my email address is bmanwood at gmail.com, and there's two ends. Yeah. Hit him up. Hit him up, or DM us on Instagram. That's right, with your Nugget Ned story. <laughs> yeah. We mm-hmm. want to talk to you about it. Yeah. So this Nugget Ned story and other things, there are like several things that exist like this at camp that have just been passed down that are specifically and purely just like Sinks Canyon camp things. One of them Mac brought up a little bit earlier when you talked about thumbs, when you cross the cattle guard. Sinks Canyon camp is very uh, super... The only thing I'm superstitious about, I would go as far to say, is Sinks Canyon camp. So could you touch on that? Yeah, it's just when you go over the cattle guard, all the counselors and the director, you put your thumb on the roof, like you touch your thumb to the roof of whatever vehicle you're in, so on the bus... That means whoever, whichever counselor is riding the bus stands up and touches it. So I remember being a junior counselor and seeing all the, um, all the counselors do it and being like, well, I'm going to do it now. Like if, if they're doing it, I'm doing it. And so then it gets to be like tons of people on the bus are doing it. And it's like, if you don't do thumbs, you'll have a really bad day at camp. Like I remember Kaylin, I think her last year, like second to last year as a counselor, didn't do thumbs once on like the Thursday, which that's the worst day to not do it. Because then you have the whole day and overnight in the morning of just bad luck. And she actually broke her thumb at the at the falls, right? And then, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I forgot. Madison and I forgot to do thumbs once and we, like, spilled an entire pot of mac and cheese or something. Like, it's just bad luck if you don't do thumbs. No, what else happened? Yeah. The fire? I, I <laughs> yeah. I Did also you not have, do thumbs you for the fire? fire? I have two thumb stories. The, oh, but no. I, I would also like to say first, as people are listening to this, people are going to think like, oh, I also do that sometimes on cow guards. Or I know people, It's not it, it was not originally a camp thing, but at some point counselors started to do that. The first time in my history that I remember something bad happening when someone forgot is that I don't know who it was this week, but someone on a Tuesday forgot to do thumbs. We were swimming in the river. A kid went down, actually it was three junior counselors, went down river. Tom Dawson saved them, jumped in the river, grabbed them, held them on a rock. So that's like obviously a... That's a bad thumbs. A hard incident. <laughs> and in the other one is, I also don't remember who it was. It was not me. I'll say. And then the next, that happened in the morning. We hiked to go to lunch. And during lunch, some kid says, uh, that's a really weird cloud up there. I'm like, well, yeah, clouds are weird. I'm not even looking. He's like, well, I, I think you should look. And I turn around and it's this plume of smoke across the river in the canyon. And that was when the, the fire started. Yeah. That kid was like, spider. And you were like, leave it oh, alone. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> he, he, he was like, no, no. Fire. Yeah. Well, we thought he was saying spider. <laughs> yeah. like, spider. Shut no, up, touch kid. That. <laughs> yes, there are spiders around. That's what it was. Yeah. So, this has, I was not at Sings Canyon Camp. My first year as a delegate at SLC, I was an oil droplet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is uh-huh. radical. Uh huh. Yeah. Huey the oil droplet was our mascot. Big fan. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Camp names, man. Yo. Yeah, let's switch gears. What are some of y'all's favorite camp names? Because there are some amazing camp names. Sure. I started high with the Dandelions. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Top tier. Woo! Top tier. Yeah, S tier. Only down, downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first year. That was my first year, yeah. yeah I, feel, I almost feel like sometimes your first year is the best one, yeah. right? Because you're like... 
you have no expectation, you know, because sometimes when you go back multiple times, you know exactly what it's supposed to be. So you spend so much time like trying to think of what you want to be instead of just allowing the natural process. And so sometimes I feel like <laughs> your first one. I mean, come on, an oil droplet. That's right. Yeah. Yo, that, that's way good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I remember I have like my favorite groups that I was a part of, but like there's also a lot of groups that I was peripheral to that mm-hmm. were pretty epic. Like Zach Hudson had a group called the Endangered Feces. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like the ones that resonate with me are the really witty combinations. Mm-hmm. The easiest thing to do with campers is an alliteration, mm-hmm. you know, like the ball and beavers or whatever. And like, that's also still fun. Kids love it, but they're not like the epic, fun named groups. Yeah. I really don't remember that many groups I was in. I really liked Canyon Kings because I was, um, Kyle Lehman and I were both the counselor that year because he could only, like he had to leave a day or something early. So then I was going to take over for him and it was just like, Everyone else in the group was a boy. And so they were like, Canyon Kings. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of sick. Like, that's kind of a cool one. That is rad. But yeah, I also had a group of like really young, just like they were so cute. And they were the cute cumbers, which was cute. Aww. Just like adorable. But yeah, I don't really remember them. <laughs> I feel bad because I like in the moment, I'm like, that is so funny. And then years later, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> don't remember that one. Yeah. I had a group called the, the Bear Bob Boys. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. Bear butts or bear butts. Yeah. And the plaque is like a bear's butt. Yeah. It's pretty funny. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That is a good one. Classic camp things that aren't really allowed in a school necessarily, but at camp mm-hmm. it's like, that's fun. Yeah. 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 I have to shout out Lauren Fontaine really quick. She would always come up with such good names and then I would just steal them and use them. <laughs> and we were counselors at the same time. So that got a little difficult, but yeah. I can't talk about camp without talking about Lauren. I feel like, yeah, if we're going to bring up uh, Le- Lexi and Lauren, I have to shout out Fontaines of Youth is a team name. But also like a perfect example of the democratic process, quote unquote, that we use for these things. Because it's definitely <laughs> one of the Fontaines had that in their head. Probably Lauren, as a counselor, was like, what if we were the Fontaines of Youth? I'm going to write it down. And then in the voting process, it's like, oh, this one also got 10 votes. I guess it's still in. And you're signing, sort of like kicking under the table of, we're voting, but this is what we're going to be. Propagating this one yeah, that we yeah. need to be, fo- like, by the, like, to be the Fontaines of youth, I feel, is sometimes you get, like, as a counselor, there were instances where I was, like, mystical moose one. And I admit, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to be mystical moose. I want to be, like... I want to be radioactive pineapple. And so, you know, which is, which is one of my favorite names. Uh, yeah. So that, that, that democratic process sometimes might get swayed a little bit. You might have a little bit of power to influence but never, the decision. Never completely swayed. Yes. If, if it's like that got zero votes, obviously you're not going to put it in. It's obvious. But if it's fairly close, you're going to choose the one that's the more heroic name. (laughs) I don't remember what name it was that won, but there was one name that I was like, this is so good. And one that I was just like very ambivalent towards and the one that I was ambivalent toward got like everyone voted for it. And I was like, dang it. I guess we'll be that. (laughs) Because you can't like, you can't lie about that. But I wish I could have. I've also heard a lot of conversations of people through the years about ghost stories mm. on the overnight. I'm so glad. One, is this true? And two, what are the ghost stories? Is there a really like famous one that's like the one you tell? Yeah, this, the camper who died named Beth, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that one Beth! I think Gordon oh. told me that story for the first time and my first year as a counselor, I woke up and I know now that it was just like a camper leaving the bathroom. But I woke up and I was like, I'm terrified right now. And I looked and there was just a figure over by the outhouse. And I was like, it's Beth. And I was like a counselor, scared out of my... I was like, I cannot look because then she'll kill me. (laughs) Just terrified. There was no camper who died named Beth. Let's disclaim that first. BT dubs, everyone. Like, they're all Monkey Woman is the other one. Monkey Woman is not... That was like when I... I think Beth 
I'm pretty sure Henry Austin. He did. Came up with Beth. Yeah. Monkey Woman was like the scary like monster that would get you when I was a camper. Yeah. And when I was a camper, they told scary stories. Yeah. And now that does not happen so much. That's pretty true. Take it, take it away. I mean, I don't know like <laughs> exactly when it stopped. I do know that when I was a counselor, I think it was Audrey Logue was the director at that point, And then she left and we had a woman who was an English teacher at the school who was only here for one year named Joe. She was the director. And that was sort of like, she was from out of town. She had never been to camp. She didn't know anything about camp. She was hired as like the adult to be in charge. And she was great. Super awesome. Brought a lot of fun to camp, but like didn't know any of the traditions they were talking about. And so part of, it was me and Katie Dawson were the two old campers, I think at that point. No, I think it Marie and Zach were still around too for that year. So it was the four of us who had been there for three or four years at that point as the counselors. And so the thought by Sarah and Janet was that we're going to hire this director who doesn't know anything about camp, but we have these four counselors who have been there forever. And so nothing's going to get lost. And I think it was the four of us counselors, probably me, who said, we're going to let camp ghost stories die. Because... As a counselor, the horrible part about ghost stories is that you're in a canyon with a bunch of kids who maybe have never spent time sleeping outside before, away from their parents in any respect, and you're going to have junior counselors go into their tent and tell them this hor- horrific ghost story and then expect them to sleep and like not want to leave. <laughs> and so as a, as a junior counselor, you get to go in, tell the ghost story, and then go to your tent and hang out with your friends. And what happens for the counselors is the, the kids are terrified and they walk up to the hut and they find the counselors and they're crying and we have to spend who knows how much time trying to convince them that it's just a ghost story, it's not real, you can go to sleep and no, I'm not going to drive you to your parents' house. And so I think that the four of us counselors were sort of the moment of like, we're not going to do this anymore. But then we had junior counselors like Jordan and Henry and many more who were sort of like, we want to. And we're going to. And it then became more of a, a disclaimer to the junior counselors saying, if this kid is crying after your ghost story, you're the one who's going to spend time with them for hours calming them down. And if they have to go home, you're the one who's calling the parent and sending them home. Yeah. Then Jordan picks the kids to tell the ghost stories to, as opposed to oh, telling nice. all of the kids mm-hmm. the ghost stories. Or you get a tent of like five or six kids that want to hear it. And they go to that tent and there's one ghost story told. And then they go back to their, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. That's where smart. not every tent's getting a ghost story. And yeah, mm-hmm. you have a bunch of crying children that are like, I want to go home at two in the morning. <laughs> I'm old now, so I don't remember everything. But I want to shout out to Tom Dawson. He was the master of ghost stories in my time. And then Henry Austin was never a counselor, but him as a junior counselor made up Beth. It was Beth he made up. So it must have been Monkey Woman that Tom Dawson made up. And great stories for another time. (laughs) You You got to do camp, I guess. Yeah, it's just part Um, of the thing. So what is your favorite camp tradition? Um, I'm really a fan of the after all the parents leave campfire stuff. Of There's like a talent show and you all tell jokes. But then after that, it's like special songs that you only sing then and it's just like a very magical thing. I don't know. There are so many, there's so much good, like even even little traditions. Every time I go up to the falls, there's this huge boulder um, right before you go down like into the falls, I guess. And that big boulder is JC Rock. And every week when we pass JC Rock, um, we line up and say, okay, the JCs are gonna like push this rock into the river. This week is the week. And it's, the, it's this huge boulder like the size of a house. Not not as tall as my house, but like pretty darn close. And every week you we like cheer on the JCs to push over JC Rock into the water and it yeah. obviously never happens. But yeah. stuff like you walk past it <laughs> yeah. every time you go back to the to the falls now and it's like stuff like that. You yeah. know? Like little stuff. Yeah. But the big ones too. Maybe my favorite tradition is that the first week of camp, all the counselors, the director keeps the kids for a chunk of time and the counselors will go down to the river to like build the swimming hole because in the spring runoff, there's too much water, it pushes all the rocks downhill. When the water gets lower, the counselors are gonna go down and they're gonna spend an hour or two rummaging through downhill of the swimming hole, grab all these rocks, carry them back up, 
and rebuild the wall that like retains the swimming hole. And to me, that was always very fun of, okay, we're going to ditch all the kids with the director. We're going to go down. We're going to play in the river as just the four counselors. And like, and it's the first week of the first counselors. And I think it's even the first day because it's the second day that we go swimming. So it's like, really, you're spending the four counselors a bunch of time together on their own in the river doing manual labor like building a rapport with each other yeah it's cool I almost went down river doing that once but you did it <laughs> but I did it but you did it but you did thumbs <laughs> you that thumbed was... it and I was a counselor with three, three people on the swim team and I never swam and I was like why was I the one doing that <laughs> listen yeah this moment where we were like that was a dumb idea but it was fun and I did it you did it so then this brings me to the question that I ask everyone, but I'm going to make it camp specific. Mm. What is your favorite odd lander Sinks Canyon camp smell? I know my answer. It's one of two smells. There's a strange... So the kids hike to the falls mm-hmm. and the director is at the end of the line. And there's a lot of reason for that, but what it in the end means is that 50 children feet kicking up dust are in front of you and then you're in the trail of dust in the back and there's like a strange smell that start it's like trail dust and horse shit (laughs) (laughs) like everything pulverized into a dust that's trailing behind and then you're sort of just like walking through it as you go to the falls and you get to smell it as you're hiking but then it's also like in your nose hairs the rest of the day and like that's that's a disgusting smell but it's like very memorable for me yeah and like we hike to the falls all the time and it's not the same and you hike to the falls with 50 kids and like you know what i'm talking about that which is the disgusting version and then the fun version sinks canyon after it has rained mm-hmm. and it's like sagebrush and dirt and you've been cooped up in the hut with 50 people and it's not a very big building and it's pretty stinky with so many children and feet and everyone's sort of wet because you're outside until it's actually raining. And so you're in this very musty room with a bunch of mice and children. And then the rain stops and you get to go, you like burst through the door and there's always a rainbow because it's in the canyon. Beautiful smells. And not that smell anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. So That's good. Yeah. That was going to be one of mine was after like a really big rainstorm. Um, and then I really like how the river smells, like when you're playing in the water. There's like a very specific, like, Papoja smell. Yes! <laughs> yeah. That's the way, that's yes! what you touched on. Yeah, yeah it's on like, it's like episode. a very, it's like, because I, I said that, um, I really like the smell of the sinks. Like when you go down towards the cave, it's like a ocean. Like a small ocean. Yeah, yeah like a small ocean, but it smells lander. Like, I don't know, it's, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. So yeah, I the river, you. little fishy, you know, yeah. little fish in there. I think mine has to be how the tents smell. Oh yeah. When you pull the tents out and you carry the tents like down below the hut where you spend the night on Thursday. Are they canvas tents? Meeting of uh-huh. nostalgic. Yeah. 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 Canvas tents it's from a, Sheridan. Yeah. It's a good smell. And they're mad yeah. old and like have rips in them. And they're from 1987. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> pictures of the first year of camp and these pyramid tents. Yeah, they're old, old. Full of holes. Yeah. Okay, my... And I'm also going to gas Bridger up to kind of uh, set the scene here. Bridger is the Yoda of Sinks Canyon (laughs) Camp, in my opinion. And when when you came to camp, what was it like um, experiencing camp for the first time? And like also... I don't know, just just being with Bridger and getting to see camp and probably hearing all of these different stories about camp, you know? Mm -hmm. What was that like coming into it? Well, so the first time I got to see camp was Campfire, the first time I came to Lander. Mm. Must have been the second time I came to Lander. We went to camp, and I got to experience camp, and I thought, or like the campfire night, and I thought, oh, wow, this is really cool. But Bridger and I worked in an after-school program together, and I heard all sorts of things about Sinks Canyon Camp. Um, Getting to see it in person, the... The teacher in me, like, absolutely loved the freedom that children have at camp to, like, truly be kids and, like, explore the outdoors and problem solve together, and that was, like, a major highlight for me. Yeah. Like, I think camp here is just, like, a very magical place for children, and growing up in Wisconsin, I mean, I went to, like, 
adventure camp and you like canoe one day and if it rains you go bowling <laughs> and like yeah. it's not exploratory and it's not like in nature and I think like there's really awesome camp traditions that you talk about and like pushing the big boulder and like coming up with your group names and singing cute songs in the dark with their headlamps on but I think like the big overarching tradition of like what camp is is like this time for children to like really be kids like adult gloves off even though like I mean some of the counselors are adult age and whatnot but I think it's just a really cool and it's great to see Bridger lead it <laughs> it's the best yeah definitely. and speaking of the smells something oh yeah tell us yours <laughs> well mine is like similar to what a lot of people have said which is sage but I Bridger would invite me to land during the summer and I mean being from Wisconsin it's like a hard trip to make and so I don't know if it was like during the year or the summer before but Bridger's like okay you're not gonna get a chance to come to camp but he sends me this package and what's in it but like a jar of sage with holes poked in the top and so before I ever came to Lander I got to smell the sage smell that is like so apparent here. I mean like land here and you're like oh I can smell it. That is one of the cutest things I have ever heard. That is very cute. And I kept it till it like got really moldy and funky. (laughs) We were like I think it's good. Romantic secrets. (laughs) Well then I was looking for tips on how to lure people to land there. That's the one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay my last big question. Um what um, is your best camp memory, and what's your worst camp memory? Yeah. However you want to interpret that. Sure, I'll start, because you haven't, none of you have talked about this part. And I'll say, I'll start with my worst camp memory, which is that I am not, I don't enjoy acting in front of people. It's challenging for me. <laughs> I know this is something you do very well. And I signed up for camp on the Sunday, and by like Wednesday, Bridger goes, oh, and you have to write a song and perform it in front of all of the children's families. <laughs> <laughs> perform oh, it with no. the children in front yeah, of Yeah, but like you have to write it, you have to teach them the song. And I'm a teacher, and I, I mean, that was actually the hardest. He was going to say, writing a song? I'd be like, (laughs) To, like, at least, like, a pops, like, a song that kids might know or a song that you like. And it was surprisingly fun, so in the end, really, like, type two fun. I'm glad I did it. (laughs) The ABC (laughs) fun! Yes! But, yeah, having to do that last minute, I was like, oh, my God, this is so hard. And everyone else is, like, fabulous at it. Like, fabulous, Mac. (laughs) And like, think about the the best songs to do, Bridger. I mean, he won't sing any of them to me anymore. But Bridger's picked some good songs, so best and worst camp memory. That's, That's a good. sweet answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun talking about camp because all these <laughs> memories are like rushing back. I can go. My worst camp memory, because I went to camp and Bridger was always there, and he because he's so much older than me, and like you're like a camp a counselor like my first year as a camper, so it's like. Hang out with my brother, which is so cool, but also, like, my brother who can be disappointed with me if I make bad decisions. <laughs> um, and I remember my... Uh, one of the, like, kind of traditions at camp is um, on the overnight, the JCs all sleep out on a tarp, and then the counselors will sometimes, like, sneak down to, like, scare them or, like, do whatever. They call it ninja. Yeah. The counselors are like, do you want a ninja tonight? And I never did it as a... Sounds like a dance move. <laughs> I never did it as a counselor. Because of this memory. <laughs> it's my first year as a JC and like me and all my friends were there. We're like what like middle school age, like like we're the coolest people ever and we we're playing truth or dare. <laughs> oh, and we were talking about playing like spin the bottle and it was just because we're so young and just stupid and then my brother overheard all of that. And this is just like information about me. I didn't want my brother to know. Uh, and so I never did ninja because of that <laughs> and it like wasn't even that bad but it was just like knowing the next morning like all these people who I thought were so cool and like so much older than me and so much smarter than me like teasing me about it worst camp memory but it is funny now in hindsight then my like best camp memory <laughs> spoken like true trauma <laughs> yeah it was terrible I thought you were gonna tell mom <laughs> Which is like dumb now, but I was like, don't tell mom, I don't want her to know. 
Anyway. Yeah, we were talking about playing spin the bottle. <laughs> we were talking about kissing Ian. Isn't it funny, like, when you're that age, like, that kind of stuff, you're like, oh, oh, and now you're like, oh, well. Yeah, no, it's like, me, whatever. But at the, at the oh, moment, no, I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. My life is over. Yeah. I was like, I'll, yeah. never, I'll never come back to camp. I'll never recover from that. And then obviously I did. And then my like best camp memory is just like my first year being there with all my friends and like everything was just so fun. And like orienteering for the first time and still believing in that magic of like, ooh, a story and ooh, I get to use a compass and like go to the, and like there's, I just remember wolf tree is like a name of a special tree and it's like wolf tree. And it's just like all so magical. And then wolf tree gets chopped down. <laughs> right. Sad. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Oh, no. Unexpectedly, yeah. Unexpectedly. Was that like lightning or something? I don't know. <laughs> and then chainsawed into chairs that people sit on. <laughs> yeah. Repurposed. <laughs> repurposed, yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, repurposed. Uh, my, I'll start with my worst camp memory. It was with Aaron Spurlock. <laughs> and... We were hiking with all the kids up the hill to play thicket, and one of the kids, I, I was a counselor. I was not the director, I think. One of the kids is playing part of this game and trips and falls and lands on a sagebrush, which is like normally like, oh, it's, you know, you hurt, you, you like scrape your arm. It's fine. It's like a learning moment. You can't run through sagebrush and like get away unscathed. Le- learning moment. But this girl like, is crying. She's not getting up. We go over and she has this stick in one side of her knee, under her kneecap, and out the other side of her knee. <gasps> no! And, and Aaron is like, yeah. yeah. Aaron has either is in the process of taking a woofer or has just finished a woofer, I think. I'm like the oldest one there other than the director. So it's like Aaron and I, like, calming her down and also bandaging her but also being like holy shit also being like holy shit this is disgusting but surprisingly not very bloody which is one thing so we opted to not take the stick out of her knee but rather wrap it up with gauze fairly thickly to stabilize it there carry her down and as we're hiking down call her parents to come pick her up and take her to the hospital kind of thing it's like a horrifying moment to be like oh 10 seconds ago, we were having a great time, and now we're, like, in this situation. There's a stick in someone's knee. Yeah, and that's the story for the rest of time. Is like, do you remember that time that girl got a stick in her knee? I'm, like, holding onto my knees. Uh-huh. Like, how is that it's, even possible? It, it was, like, horrible. Oh. And in the end, the doctor at the, at the hospital here in town who, you know, received this person told Aaron's family, because they're friends, like, you guys did a great job on that, and, like, you did it just the way it should be. And, like... There's a, a part of you that says, oh, wow, we did the right thing. Crappy story all mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Uh, my best memory of camp is like not something I can nail down very easily. But I would say that the best part of camp is the fact that you're just like working with your best friends. It's like the best kind of job. You work with your best friends. You work outside. You get paid to just like be a goofball and play with kids. And so like the best memory for me of camp is the fact that you have these like great lifelong memories with your best friends and those people are like they're just so awesome so like i have memories of zach and tom and Allie and marie like that's like my first group of people that i worked with as as a counselor together all the way down to like jordan's generation of of counselors each of those is like a special story but each one of those is like my favorite memory of camp is like just the best people and i feel like that's kind of uh one thing that i thought of earlier but i but i didn't bring up camp is uh it's like different you know i don't know if i could compare camp being like better or worse as a camper or as a counselor like obviously pros and cons as a counselor like you get paid is the the thing uh, and you can have like Laffy Taffy whenever you want, you know, <laughs> and dream. stuff and stuff like that. <laughs> the dream of on the in the hut. <laughs> but I wouldn't say being a counselor is like better than being a camper. When you're a camper, you're experiencing all of this for the first time, and like every experience, like when you spend the night on Thursday, it's so vivid, and those are memories that like they'll never feel like anything else I'll ever do, you know. Um, yeah. And so it would be. I guess, yeah, to piggyback again, it would be tough for me to pinpoint um, a best camp memory. I would say just 
just all of all of that you know getting to experience it at every level is um damn like what an honor just such an amazing honor um yes my worst camp memory i would say when i was a camper uh my very first year i had a broken arm and i was in a full arm cast and there was this girl at camp who i thought was cute and i had a crush on and on thursday we hiked to the falls and swim and I remember sitting there with my mom the night before, and my mom was like, I don't know what to say to you, dude. you got to wear a trash bag over your arm. <laughs> like, you you cannot get your cast wet. It cannot happen. You must wear a trash bag over your arm. <laughs> and I was like, no, mom. Like, I'm kind of like the, I'm not going to wear a helmet when I skateboard type thing. You know, I'm too cool. I'm going to try to get my way around it. Mom talked to the counselors and, like, made sure that I did this girl that I had a crush on, I was like, oh, she's going to think I'm such a dummy. Like, I'm <laughs> sitting in the water with this trash bag on my arm. And the counselors are like, look at that kid. <laughs> He's so funny looking. And so that Imagine was... that tan line. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> so I'd say that's, uh, at the time, kind of, kind of like the ninjas thing. A very, a very not good memory, but... <laughs> Very funny. That's my story. Well, if she didn't like you and your cast, she wasn't worth it anyway. Yeah. That's right. Came back the crew. <laughs> Wait, I have one more like favorite memory. It was one of my years as a counselor. And again, like British said, you're just working with your best friends. And it's just like, even the things that are not fun are fun because you're there with your best friends. And it was like really rainy and we had to come down off like the mountain and we had to sleep in the parks building. And the counselor slept behind the concession stand. And we slept for like two hours and then woke up and went back up to make breakfast and stuff. And it was just like, I was like, damn, this sucks. But at least I'm with people that are making it fun. And it was like, we woke up early. We're all laughing and like packing our stuff up and leaving. It was just like. I have one more too. <laughs> that you just, rem- well, you reminded me of sleeping with the counselors behind the. One of my favorite things about camp is the overnight, obviously. And all the kids are sleeping in tents and the junior counselors are sleeping on a tarp. And then the counselors are also sleeping on a tarp. There's like an a real pleasure of like sleeping under the stars in Wyoming. Most of the time, there's no chance of rain. There's very few clouds. The stars are so incredible. And like, I have 14 years as an adult of like laying under the stars with my best friends and like talking until you fall asleep and then having to wake up super early because there's a kid standing over your face. Yeah, (laughs) it's just like, okay. Waking up to the Beach Boys. Yeah, yeah. That's like the tri- he like plays Beach Boys like blast it you know oh. <laughs> yeah good choice but it's just so good to like the fun version of a sleepover you're sleeping outside in the dirt with your best friends and that reminds me of another tradition sorry no so don't many. be sorry this is so exactly many. what I wanted <laughs> but like all the counselors were laying out on the start in the directory like all of us laying out going to sleep and you start on like one end of the line and so it'd be like I'd be like Lexi good night Bridger good night Jordan, good night. Amara, good night. And everyone, you just say good night to everyone. Obviously, I'm there with Bridger, so I was like, good night, Bridger, I love you. Oh. <laughs> like, just like fun. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Sorry, I didn't mean to just say that. <laughs> it's like my like, love tap. Like, oh. I'm tough. Yeah, there's so many, and like newer traditions too of like, I think the forts are relatively new, which is fun because it's like fort building and it's like, oh, that's fun. And like some of them stay and some of them don't. It's like you barter for sticks and stuff. And then Fruit Ninja at Boulder Beach. When I think Fruit I Ninja came out as an app. Yeah. Oh, I think I started. Started. you guys remember how satisfying that was? Like Fruit Ninja, man. Now imagine you're in the woods with a knife cutting watermelon and someone's throwing watermelon at you and you're yeah. slicing it. Yeah. Mega fun. <laughs> That's fun. I assume that's a counselor thing and you don't do that to children. Counselors only. Yeah, I was like, let's clarify that. You're probably not giving children knives to (laughs) slice up some fruit. Yeah, that's a (laughs) Most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's fun just like how things like that develop over time. So on top of the like traditions that as far as I know, have always been there. There's like room for new traditions. Yeah. And those traditions hopefully stick too. And then someone leaves... Like me after 21 years and everyone else gets to say, now that he's gone, let's get rid of these things that don't matter anymore. And, and like Bridger said, it can change so drastically because people cycle through camp really easily. So it's like it really does reflect what the community needs. That's cool. Is there anything y'all are wanting to leave us with camp-wise? 
feel like I could talk about camp almost forever. I feel like you need a camp song. No. No. Yeah, come on. Give us a camp song, y'all. You were all there together. You know what? My mom suggested this too. Please give me, give us a camp song. It could be a short one. Only if we all sing it. Yeah. Okay. All of us here know the song. Sure. I'm going to be serenaded. This is awesome. We should. I don't care. You guys decide. I'm happy. Oh, Joe's got a head like a ping pong ball. Joe's got a head like a ping pong ball. Joe's got a head like a ping pong ball. Like a ball, like a ping pong ball. Joe's got a head like a ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping pong ball. Joe's got a head like a ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping pong ball. Joe's got a head like a ping pong ball. Joe's got a head like a ping pong ball. Joe's got a head like a ping pong ball. Like a ball, like a ping pong ball. Hey, this is Jordan. This is Amara. This is Deerlander. We love you. Have a good day.